Welcome to the Vine Church TC Community Podcast. This is Jamie Jones, your host, and I am so excited to share with you conversations with people right here in our very own community. I hope this brings us all closer together and reaffirms to each listener that you belong. My guest today is someone that I met right around Christmas time. Well, it was before Christmas because she is pretty heavily involved with Operation Christmas Child and organizing the shoeboxes for that. So she talks about that in this conversation. And one thing I noticed about this lady is that there is not a lot that has slowed her down. She is pretty active in a variety of ways, and I just loved getting to know her better. Here is my conversation with Laura Comtois. Thank you for being a guest on this podcast. Good to be here. I really appreciate you saying yes. And I just, I'm so thankful. As long as people say yes, I'm going to keep having these conversations. So tell me about who you are. I like to find my identity in Christ. To steal a line from Night with the King story, the movie about Esther. I'm a princess of the most high God. I am a beloved child of God, a friend of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm a daughter, sister, mother, and grandmother. Uh I love that. It's it's been one of those questions that I think people think about, like you don't get asked that very often. So there's a lot of ways to find our identity, but I love that answer. (laughs) My friends teach me. That I'm a princess of the most high God. It's true. <laughs> it's true. So where are you from, Laura? I lived in Oklahoma for 49 years before I moved here. And so I guess I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And um, did you, were you born there or where? I mean, that's I a long time. But... Yeah. <laughs> I was born at Fort Chaffee and. Arkansas. Okay. But most of your life is, was spent in Oklahoma. Right. Right. Okay. Can you tell me about your, your family, a little of your, your family of origin and what your family looks like now? Well, I was raised by a single mother. And so my family of origin is my mom, my brother, and I, Mm -hmm. and various animals through the years. Mm-hmm. We've had monkeys, we've had cockatiels. We've had what? But did you say frogs. monkeys? You had yeah, monkeys? Had monkeys. <laughs> what was that like? <laughs> oh, they were in the cage most of the time. <laughs> yeah. My mom just loved any animal, so uh-huh. we've raised rabbits. And so then what about your family now? I... It's me. I'm single, and uh, I've got two daughters. One lives here in the Tri Cities, which is why I came here. Mm-hmm. That's Christine Reese and Weber, and her girls. She's got three little ones: Elliot, Quinn, and Reed. Uh-huh. And so I spend a lot of time with them. And then I have a daughter in Texas. Okay. Who? Uh, just had her first child in March. Okay, you know, pandemic I, baby. <laughs> yeah. And you, were you able to go down there? 
Well, I left before everything shut down. Mm-hmm. So my, my trip that was planned for three weeks ended up to be 10 weeks. Fortunately, okay. I was staying with somebody who didn't care and just, it was uh-huh. nice. Uh-huh. In fact, I was actually kind of glad that I was there instead of at home sitting by myself. Uh-huh. So did you get lots of good time with your new grandbaby? Um, not a whole lot, just a yeah. little bit. I was about, I was staying about three hours away and oh. I went, went there two weekends. Okay. But you did get to see at the, and did you say it was a little girl? A little girl named Ruthie. Oh, so you have four granddaughters. Yes. <laughs> fortunate. Uh-huh. <laughs> For sure. Well, I didn't realize that. Christine was your daughter until pretty recently. I kind of put two and two together and realized that. And I thought, oh, there was a, a just, you know, there was a connection there that I didn't yeah. know. So that was, that's neat. So what is your occupation? I am retired right now. I spent 30 years as a systems analyst, computer programmer, project leader for IT projects for the oil and gas industry in Oklahoma. Worked for Go City Service, Oxy USA, Williams Companies, and ConocoPhillips. Uh-huh. And so you're retired, but I know that you do still keep busy with a few things. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have something to do when you retire. I've uh-huh. actually been a volunteer for Operation Christmas Child Samaritan's Purse since 2002. So I did that while I was working also. I'm a year-round volunteer. And there's an air, a team in the area that consists of people mostly from Tri-Cities, but some from other areas. Because our area, our volunteer, our area covers eastern Washington and northeastern Oregon. So there's people kind of all over the state and, and in Oregon mm-hmm. that work together to bring in shoeboxes every no- November. Mm-hmm. And, and you also volunteer with uh, AARP, is that right? Yeah, they have a program called Tax Aid, and we provide free tax filing services for the community mm-hmm. and it's usually for elderly and more poor people but mm-hmm. we can do anybody mm-hmm. we're not doing businesses but it's definitely individuals mm-hmm. that's awesome so yeah you have a few things going on <laughs> try to keep busy <laughs> yeah how long have you lived in the tri-cities I moved here in 2015, so I've been here five years now. Christine and Jacob moved here from Oklahoma City in 2014. And, the, and so it was like my family left me in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my other daughter at the time moved to South Korea. So uh, well, I looked far. at coming here to being close to Christine. Yeah. Yo, that's <laughs> and I love it here. Away. Oh, that's good. So how and when did you connect with Divine Church? Well, when I moved here, they were just starting. And uh, 
I actually went for the first time on August 16th, 2015. We were meeting in a room off of Gage. Mm-hmm. Pretty close to the beginning so, then, huh? Definitely the beginning, yeah. Yeah, wow. And I was excited about that, excited about a new church. Uh-huh. I mean, I had been 30 years in my church in Oklahoma, so it was, that was hard to leave them. Oh, I'm sure. That's a long time. That's a long yeah. time to be in relationship with people mm-hmm. so, and to say goodbye. Yeah, we still connect on Facebook and Yeah, that's the beauty calls. of Yeah, that's the beauty of technology these days is you can still stay connected even after you move far away. I know. We've mm-hmm. moved quite I've moved quite a bit and so I'm really thankful for that. Good. So what are your interests and hobbies? Um, it's basically what I what I do every day. I read my books. Mm-hmm. I do my volunteer work, and uh, I've always loved to dance. I've always danced, and so Christine became a dancer. <laughs> uh-huh. I guess I encouraged that a little bit. <laughs> Still do. Uh-huh. In fact, the grandkids, when they come over, they always want to perform for me. They put on their mom's old costumes and... Have to dance for me. <laughs> oh, I love that. So you do you have her old costumes or does she have them? I have several of them. Yeah. Oh, I bet they're so cute doing doing their little performances for you. Oh, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you passionate about? Well, first of all, Operation Christmas Child, the uh, that's the one volunteer position I've had since 2002. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's just so neat to be able to spread the gospel around the world in places that I would never be able to visit. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit, because maybe somebody listening isn't familiar with Operation Christmas Child. What is that? Sure. Each year, um, Samaritan's Purse sponsors this project in all the churches in the U.S., not every one of them, but a lot of them collect shoebox gifts filled with goodies for filled with school supplies and small toys for children ages anywhere from two to 16. And these gifts are sent to other countries where the children are invited to a party and they're shared. The gospel is shared with them. And then the gifts are handed out. Of course, Jesus was the greatest gift of all. And so they get a gift. And a lot lot of times these children are so poor, they've never had a gift before. So Mm -hmm. it's great to see their excitement on their faces. Mm -hmm. My younger daughter, Katie, that lives in Texas, she actually got to go and distribute shoebox gifts one year. Oh, where did she go? She went to... Central America, and I forget which country, but hmm. she wanted to go where they spoke Spanish, since she speaks Spanish. Uh-huh. <laughs> and she got to. They had a wonderful time. She went on her youth trip, and she was probably the oldest youth. She was 19 at the time. Uh-huh. She got to hand out shoeboxes and play soccer with all the kids and just had a wonderful time. Oh, I And bet. really saw what poverty is all about 
Mm-hmm. You know, she brought back pictures that I couldn't have imagined people leaving, leaving, living in lean-tos, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a really neat ministry. And actually, the Vine Church has been participating in that, I remember, last year. And so probably for more years, right? Yes. Um, the first year in 2015, when we first started, we collected 29 shoeboxes. And this past November, we collected 151. So we have done great. Yeah, that's awesome. Each shoebox reaches eight to 10 people, you know, the child and her fam- his or her family and relatives uh-huh. also get shared the gospel because the kids go back and do that. Uh-huh. They get excited about Jesus Christ and share that. Yeah. Wow. So what a, what box, awesome. yeah. so much good. So much good, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so you're passionate about Operation Christmas Child. And what else? Um, there's a church ministry that I participated in when I got divorced. It's for people, for hurting people who are going through divorce to kind of get them on the right track, mm-hmm. you know, get through the tough times. And, and they, I would like to do that sometime here. Mm-hmm. Just help. That's a good way to help hurting people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After, so I, you, after I went, it was a work. It was like a weekend workshop, and you worked in small groups, so you got to know the people in your small group and become good friends, mm-hmm. and gave you a support system of single people who could do things with, and they'll help you move, and mm-hmm. <laughs> just all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that was. That. I worked that in was, that ministry for about 14 years in Oklahoma before I moved here. Wow, that's a that's a good chunk of time too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds like it was a really impactful ministry for you. It was. It really was. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe it changed my life. Mm. Yeah. So, tell me more about your your life in, in terms of your faith journey, kind of your story of where you've been and where you are now. Oh, sure. Um, growing up, my mom, sometimes we did not have a car, but she got us, she made sure that my brother and I got to church. So we went to Sunday school and church growing up. Mm-hmm. And then after I got married, we didn't go at first, but after the kids came along, we decided we needed to get back, and so we did that. And basically, we attended this one church in Oklahoma until until we separated and got divorced. Mm-hmm. And then going through this ministry and divorce, it helped me really focus on God. So that was a defining moment in my life, and I focused on Bible study and spending time with God. And so with that, I was able to receive the Holy Spirit into my heart. So I, since then, I'm, I'm a new Christian. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would have called myself a Christian all along, but I did not have the Holy Spirit inside of me. Mm. And I do now, and I love it. Yeah. And so I want to 
serve God in whatever ways he would have me serve, which he told me that our person Christmas child was my purpose. Mm-hmm. So I do that. And I'm hoping to be able to do the singles, the divorce ministry at some point. Mm-hmm. Wow. Is there is there a person or life? I mean, you did refer to a pretty significant life event, but um, <laughs> is there a person or life event that influenced your faith journey? Well, that would be my church in Oklahoma and going through the, the divorce workshop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that just made me more complete Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, you you probably really felt like you needed God. That's true. <laughs> right. And I spent a lot of time with them then. Mm-hmm. Tell a brief story, if you have one, of when you knew God was real. I think that was probably... Uh, in 2002, let's see, I was laid off my job at work. You know, I'm a single mother taking care of two teenagers, get laid off. I had about four weeks severance, which was not a whole lot. And also that same week, my ex-husband get, wanted to change the divorce decree saying he wouldn't pay child support. Oh, wow. That was was a double whammy. (laughs) What's going to happen, Lord? Well, my ex-husband had been off work for two years because he was a programmer also, and a lot of programmers got laid off after Y2K. Mm -hmm. And so I was really concerned that I wouldn't be able to find a job for quite a while. God provided a job for me in three weeks. Oh, wow. Now I had to up and move the girls out of their schools and stuff, but I stayed in Oklahoma. I was just an hour and a half away from Tulsa, so God provided that. And then also I went up to look for us a place to live at first, thinking, you know, it might be a motel, or but I found an executive townhome. And that was on a Saturday. On Sunday, I put the for sale sign up in the house. I had a contract on Wednesday. Wow. So God was just making everything smooth. And, and I knew for sure that this is where I was supposed to be. Yeah. And I thank God for taking care of my girls and I. Mm-hmm. Oh, he and did. And I still give that credit today. Yeah. God is good, and I'm yes all the I'm, time. I'm encouraged by that story, and his timing is so perfect too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's it's like he's never late, but he's not early very often either. <laughs> kind of cuts it close sometimes, <laughs> and it sometimes worries us. <laughs> but you know, when that happens, I feel like then it's just that much more hit for his glory. Because you know it was his. That's true. Mm -hmm. So, Laura, what is one question you have for God? I guess just why in the world do you love me? Mm -hmm. 
obeying your heavenly nature. Do you love me? Mm. Because I feel that love and I know I'm loved. Mm -hmm. Mm. Well, I won't answer that, but I have some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm not God, so God's going to answer that one for you. He's going to have to do that. Yes. At some point. All right. I have just a couple more questions. Sure. What is something good that's come out of this pandemic time and quarantine? I thought of and two things that were really good. First of all, the granddaughter, Ruthie, she was born in March. Uh -huh. That was. The absolute best thing. The other thing with my disability, my left hand is paralyzed. So trying to blow dry your hair <laughs> and style it with one hand is really, really difficult. <laughs> but I learned how to do it. Good for you. Well, your hair looks really great, by the way. I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I didn't realize that you didn't have the use of your left arm. No, the fingers don't move at all. Okay. But you can still walk. I have a brace on my, I wear a brace on my left leg all the time and it helps correct the, my footstep. I have a foot drop and so it helps me raise up my foot mm -hmm. so my heel can go down first. Mm -hmm. I've actually broken my foot by just stepping on it without without the brace, brace on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That little toe was not meant to take the whole weight of the body. <laughs> mm -mm. Well, I'm glad that you can still be mobile. I am too. I'm so blessed. Mm -hmm. I've got had some good rehabilitation and therapy through the years. Mm -hmm. I still try to do it, mm -hmm. but I have to either go to San Francisco or Memphis. Really? Yeah. There's nobody that does the kind of rehab that I need uh, here in Washington. Oh. It's specific stroke therapy. Okay. I wasn't sure what happened or why, what your disability was related to. So you had a stroke? Yes. Okay. When did that happen? It was in 2007, so it's been a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay. But my, my biological father passed away at 46 years old because of cardiovascular disease. So I'm, I'm fortunate mm -hmm. and blessed to be alive and kicking. <laughs> mm -hmm. And enjoying your grandchildren. That's right. And, and blow drying your hair. <laughs> <laughs> what is your go-to order from your favorite restaurant in the Tri-Cities? I do a Weight Watchers diet, so I'm counting points all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my favorite meals is a chicken kebab dinner from the Kebab House and Mediterranean Grill. I usually go to Richland. There's one in Pasco also. Oh, delicious. 
about six points. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a great meal. Uh-huh, for sure. What is the title of the last book you read? I'm reading a book right now by Joe Rosenberg, and the name of it is Dead Heat. But the last one that I finished is Becoming by Michelle Obama. I, I loved it. Too. I loved it, too. <laughs> it was so good. It was a good it book. It was. Mm-hmm. And a lot of insights. Real insights about some of the things go- that were going on. It really did. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that that perspective and hearing her story as well. Mm-hmm. What, okay, this is the last question I have. What is one thing that's bringing you joy right now? My grandkids. I believe it. Getting to see them and, and we hug each other. I mean, they hug my knees. Right. <laughs> still almost six feet apart, but. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but like I, I said, they come over and perform for me, and uh-huh. I just enjoy them every day, or almost every day. I get to see them mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, that's wonderful! And I'm so glad that you live here and that you're close to them. I am too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Best decision I made. Mm-hmm. I bet. Well, and I hope you'll get to see your other grandbaby before too long. Yeah, I was thinking I'd go back in the fall, but I don't think I will since Texas is kind of a hot spot nowadays. Yeah, yeah, everything is just all but weird and up in the air right now. But but you can at least you can t- uh, you know take advantage of the technology. Yeah, Facetime yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you can at least kind of watch her grow that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's starting to move around. And Happens my so daughter, fast. My daughter was saying she had to hurry up and, you know, put the plugs in the electrical stock sockets. <laughs> the baby four months and she's scooting around all over the place. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh. Well, Laura, thank you again. For- oh, thank you for doing this. It's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any of these stories that help us connect with each other right here in the Tri-Cities.